Hey everybody, welcome to the Initiative Project Podcast. I am Kelly and I'm here with TJ. Hi. (laughs) And today we're going to talk a little bit about whether there is one right path, answer, food, exercise, diet, whether there's one right way to do anything. And you probably already know the answer, but... Is yes. (laughs) Do it TJ's way. No. Yeah, don't eat anything and uh, do a lot of running. Eat grass. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I'm I'm, going to say this wrong. Eat more, exercise less. Oh, nope. Uh, Sorry. Other way. Eat less, exercise more. Eat more, exercise less. <laughs> okay. Hey, if you're if you are in adrenal fatigue or if you've been you know doing too much, sometimes you do have to eat more and exercise That's, less. That is true. When I was doing triathlons, that's what I needed to do. Oh yeah. So how are you doing, TJ? What's new? I'm tired. You just started a new job. So. Well, I started a new job. Well, the job's not bad. It's just. Levi did not sleep very well last night. Oh. And we have to use like one of those uh, noise Yep. We used one for years. Because, because we had the AC going for the summer and one night he was like up every three hours. And yep. my Aunt Chai was like, what the heck? Why is he up so much? So we got a, a noise thing on the iPad, ready to go. He's sleeping a little later, not too much later, but... What time does he get up? Um, Six o'clock usually. Okay, well, that's really not too bad. No, it is bad for Johanna. She doesn't want to get up that early, so... I get it. She wants to sleep till like, 8 o'clock sometimes, which is fine. But I'm I'm leaving by 6.30, so... Right. Aaliyah was a 5.30 baby. Nice! Uh, yeah, so... And now, of course, she can sleep a little bit later than that, but... Uh, oh, yeah, man, doesn't she sleep till like, noon? No. Well, just the just the, the one time you were here and she slept forever, but that was a little out of the ordinary. <laughs> I think she I think she had stayed up really late the night before. Okay. So, because you know we're that we're those parents who well, are yeah, like you just go to bed whenever. She's only what seven? No, she's nine. Nine? Yeah, she's yeah. Nine. But wait till she's a teenager; she'll be sleeping till noon. Well, she probably will be. So I think she might have gotten her her daddy's sleep gene, which I really wish that I could get. I mean, recently I've been waking up at three three thirty, and I can't go back to sleep. So I just get that up. sounds miserable. It is kind of miserable. That's miserable. <laughs> the strange thing is, is that by the end of the day, though, I don't feel overly tired. So I'm wondering if maybe I'm just getting enough sleep. And actually that sort of brings us into this topic a little bit because, you know, that's one of the questions that I get asked a lot by people is, is there, is there a right number of hours to sleep or, you know, is it eight hours or is it, and you know, there's all these studies that show, uh, you know, you need between seven and eight hours of sleep if you're an adult, but I've known some people who seem to be perfectly healthy. Um, I think, and, yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like I function better on six. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and I think it just, it, if you pay attention to, to how you feel. Now, if you're struggling through your day and you're only getting six hours of sleep at night, then, you know, it may be something that you need to look into. Right. But, I mean... I don't feel like I'm struggling. I have a ton of energy all day long. I don't have a slump at all. Um, I'm usually ready to go to bed by around 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Very, I feel very normal. Hmm. But yeah, I'm just, I'm waking up. 9, 30, 10, man. That's not like old people yet. That's like 8, 30 is like 
old people, isn't it? Or like seven. Like I, my father-in-law goes to bed at like six. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm tired. It's six o'clock. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not quite on old people bedtime yet, but I got to say I am on old people eating schedule. That's like okay. if I had it my way, I would eat dinner at two or three in the afternoon. Oh my. You're... Like a big dinner at two or three in the afternoon. That's crazy. And then that would start my overnight fast because when I go to bed, if I've eaten too much at six or seven or eight p.m., I, oh my gosh, that I get reflux if I try to lay down. I can't sleep. Well, I mean, then maybe you should start eating. That's finish, it. finish your eating. What time? Your daughter comes home at like three o'clock. No, she gets home at like four thirty. So yeah, four thirty. <laughs> eat at five. You're good. That's I, honestly, I try and have dinner on the table at five thirty when Mark gets home. Yeah. Um, and so that we are not eating too late and, and I just despise eating at seven or eight or 9 PM. Yeah. I think it's pretty late. can't do it. So, um, is there one right way, path, answer, food, exercise, or diet? Um, TJ, I mean, you're a trainer. So, I mean, do you get any Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. Do I get those questions? Yeah. Every, every time someone, well, at my old job, people would bug me all the time about it, but at my new job, no one asked me. They don't know (laughs) that I was a trainer. So, or I am a trainer, whatever. But uh, yeah, everybody would ask me, what's the newest thing? What's the best thing I could do? And I just give them the same answer every time. Right. Like, what's Look the it be- up yourself. Right. Right. Decide for yourself. What's the best form of exercise? What's the best diet? What's the best? And I think you, we, um, you recently did a solo podcast for, um, for. Yeah. Your- just this past Monday. And you were talking about revamping, recalibrating, yeah. Because right. I was so what I did before I took that break, I did like yeah, I worked out what five five or six days a week, and I ran every morning or I did something and I was just like beat up. So I haven't started running again. Well, I did running, I ran Monday, but I think I'm only going to do three workouts during the week at the gym and then run every day. Right, which and I think so is going to be way better. Why did you? Why did you decide to do that? I was just, well, one, it's the new job, so it takes me forty minutes to get to Medina right. to go to the gym, um, and two, was, I think it was just way too much. Right. So you are you are recalibrating in an effort to, uh, like, I still want to do well, like, still want to hit my goals, but let's see if I can do it with not as much. Not as much on my plate. You're right. Your life was changing. Your life is changing, right? Yeah, especially when the new baby gets here. Who knows <gasps> if I'll have time to work out, so. Yay! Yeah. New babies! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, here's the thing. When people want to know if there's the right way or if there's one right way to do things, the answer is, the answer is not really because, and for me, when somebody asks me some of that, I'm like, I really don't know. I don't know what's best for you or him or her. And it usually depends on all of these different factors. So it can depend on everything from age. So do you think when it comes to age, do you think your exercise program is going to look different than your teenager's exercise program? Yeah, because I want to bury them in the ground. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I mean, you know, it's like we're expecting this, this, uh, this answer of like, I think we expect to be able to do the same things we did 10 years ago. 
Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not 19 anymore. I'm almost 30. I'm constantly so. going through this with women and their bodies because I work mostly with women over the age of 35 and 40. And a lot of them are either are going through menopause or they're pre-menopausal or they're, they're through menopause, but they have like this extra 10 or 15 pounds that just won't go away. And I, and I have to kind of gently tell them that your 40-year-old body is going to be different than your 30-year-old body, which was different than your 20-year-old body, which was different than your 15-year-old body, you know? And your 60-year-old body is going to be different than the one you've got right now. Right. So, you know, everything changes. So age is a factor. Gender um, is a factor. So uh, a guy's eating plan is going to be different than, than a woman's eating plan. Yeah, we can eat more. Right. So again, there's no one diet and one exercise program. Gut bacteria, you know, something as is, is, is funny as that. Gut bacteria, everybody has a different microbiome. Yeah. We yeah. process foods differently. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. I so, mean, and they're just getting into that science too. It's not even... It re- I know. It's, it's fascinating. Like five or six years old. And I keep thinking about, you know, us doing a podcast about the, you know, gut microbiome and, and I, ha- you know... I haven't put one together yet because it's so in-depth and I, I should probably have you do it. Oh, thanks. Because, well, because... <laughs> Feels great. It'll be shorter. <laughs> yeah, it'll be shorter. It. <laughs> no, that's great. No, you should do it because it'll be longer and uh, that's great. Yeah. If it would be, I'd be like, we got microbiome. This is what it is. This is the initiative project and we're done. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how long it would be. You have microbes in your poop. <laughs> Basically, that's what it is. All right, current health status. So, TJ, when you're training somebody, will you treat um, somebody who has um, a joint issue different than you would, like, some 20-year-old kid who doesn't have any issues? Well, yeah, especially when, like, I, when I worked at the, um, the clinic, it was a lot of... it was. I think my youngest client was 16 and my oldest was like, I don't, oh, my oldest was like 80. I think oh, wow. I had an old, uh, an 80 year old lady, I believe. I can't remember exactly, but I mean, obviously I'm going to tell my 80 year old to get on the bench press and uh, do 225 for reps. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> So again, there, there's a, a yeah. difference and I find the same thing when I'm working with somebody who's older or who has a joint issue or arthritis, you know, I have to modify and change the workout program to fit their needs. Right. Um, medications, your job and you, you know, you just switch jobs. So you've had to modify what you're doing. Unless I get a house cause I'm going to put a gym in my garage. So amazing. <laughs> Where you live is going to make a difference in what you do. Um, your marital status, whether or not you have kids and how old they are, how much money you make, your mental and emotional state. So the real answer is that there is no one right way and the right answer tends to change over time. And this makes people crazy because like I said, especially when it comes, we talk a lot about diet and, and exercise. Everybody's like, well, what's the best What's the best diet and what's the best exercise? And I'm like, there, there isn't. The best exercise is the one you want to do. Exactly. It's the one that you'll, you'll do consistently. That's what, that's what Rich, I think it was Rich that told us that. He's like, oh, I always get that question. What's best? The elliptical, 
the treadmill. Right. And he's like, the bet. The best one is the one you want to do. Yes. That's the best one. Exactly. And that's the best information. I mean. And again, over time, your needs, because your body is going to change, your lifestyle may change, your your living situation may change. So what is right for you is going to be very dependent on a whole bunch of different factors. Right. And so I, I love to ask clients this question. Do you think you should still be drinking breast milk or formula? There are people that do that still. I've heard that there are it's people like a that bar. do this. I think it's There's a, a bar. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> there's a bar that like, I don't know where it's, I don't know if it's in Ohio or not, but there's a bar that like gets no. breast milk <laughs> and like, yeah, and they put it in like no. glasses and stuff. Oh, I would never, I'm not, no. no, I'm not a big fan of that. But my point here is having to do with diets is that (laughs) why do you keep trying to stay on a specific diet plan that's no longer working for you? And so I do have a little bit of a client story here. Um, She was a, she was on keto and she had done keto for over a year, she and her husband and, and they had lost weight and they'd done really well on keto. And I was impressed because she was the first person I'd ever met that had done strict keto for longer than a month or two. Oh, wow. Um, but she was having some major issues with, with the, with the diet. So she was, every time she would eat, she would have horrible stomach cramps. Well, didn't we say that women shouldn't do keto? Was it that, or was it pregnant? I think it was pregnant women. That's my opinion. Pregnant women. I mean, honestly, uh, strict keto for women, uh, long-term can be bad for your hormones in okay. general. So not just pregnant women, it can be all women. Women tend to have sensitive hormonal systems, but turns out, so she had gone to a doctor and the doctor had suggested keto, but she didn't have a gallbladder. So she had had her gallbladder removed. Okay. Your gallbladder secretes bile and bile is what helps you digest fat. Right. So if you're on a very high fat diet and you don't have a gallbladder, you are going to have all kinds of stomach pain and discomfort. Well, when how you do you eat digest fat. the fat then? This goes right through you? Yeah. Okay. So basically, oh, every, yes, every oh, time disgusting. she would eat her high fat keto diet, suddenly she's having all of these digestive issues. And, and I, and she was so afraid of eating carbs. And so, but I, I told her, I'm like, I think you need to, you know, this is not working for you. Um, and she was tired. Her hair was falling out, but here's the thing. Here's what she told me. She said, I've spent so much money on this diet. I spent so much money on this doctor. I've spent so much time and put so much effort into keto. She's like, I I don't know if I'm ready to stop doing it. So she was so invested that she couldn't, she, she was unwilling to listen to the signals her body was sending her that it was time to make a change and that this wasn't working for her. So again, that's to me, that's just an example of, you know, maybe keto worked for her at first. And then at some point it stopped working and she just wasn't willing at that point to listen because she was so invested in what she was doing. So I think, you know, people have to be careful about that. Um, another one, you know, that I was kind of a stupid, silly one is, you know, we all, I don't know, people say running is the best way to lose weight, right? Yeah. But it burns a lot of calories. Painful. It is painful, but let's say, let's, let's say you get a client who just broke her leg, 
right? And <laughs> okay. But she wants to lose weight. So are you going to tell her to go running anyway because it's the best way to lose weight? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you got crutches, right? <laughs> right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be painful. You're going to have bruises on your armpits. So again, though, her situation dictates that she's going to need a different kind of exercise. So this is sort of like why I got into the realm of mindful and intuitive eating and, and not just the eating portion of it, but just being mindful of of all of the different situations and things in your life that you may need at different times. So when you pay attention though to what your body and your brain are telling you, what your emotions are telling you, it will let you know what's right. And it's also important, I find, to honor all of the paths you've taken, the cures you've tried, the efforts you've made, and then be able to let them go when they stop assisting your growth. Um, I was actually working with a client yesterday and, and she told me, so she's going through this intuitive eating process because she's been struggling with, um, she'll, she'll try diets to lose weight and then she will, she's binging. Sure. And she's finally through intuitive eating. She stopped binging most of the time. Um, but she told me that she's really embarrassed and she's really angry that she has to go through this process. Um, like she's, she's basically fucked herself up so bad in the realm of eating. And, and she's just angry that she has to go through this to eat normally again. Okay. Um, I mean, I mean, if you've been doing it, I mean, if she, she's in her forties or whatever and she's been eating however she wants for so long, it'd be, it'd be kind of hard to relearn like the signals and everything again. It's almost like starting from scratch, which would be like, why do I have to do that? Right. I'm an adult. I can do whatever I want. She's mad that she has to that she has to relearn this stuff. And I think she's she's mad at herself. She's mad at society. She's mad at all the people who told her that she needed to lose weight and diet and, and do all these things. Um, and, and you know, unfortunately when it comes to diets, because diets tend to tell you what, when, and how much to eat. Right they very efficiently cause you to ignore all of the signals that would come from your body of, you know, like, Hey, I'm hungry right now. It's not noon, you know, so it's not necessarily a time to eat. Right. But, and people hem and haw like, well, I'm really hungry and, and I, I could eat right now, but I'm not supposed to eat right now. Yeah. And it's like, not noon. Right. 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 And so, so again, my response to her though, was that, you know, this is just part of your journey that you have to accept. And, you know, so what happened in your past, all of the diets you've been on, um, you know, you have to acknowledge that a lot of that caused the trauma that you're experiencing with food now. Um, and, and you have to sort of accept that. And then you have to accept the process that you're doing right now as a part of your journey forward. And that's, it is what it is. So, um, so anyway, I, I took sort of a, a thing from Janine Roth's book. And if, if, if you ever, if you've ever, if the people listening to this podcast, if you've ever struggled with food issues or, um, you know, you're sick of the diets, I highly recommend reading Janine Roth's books. Um, and the one I'm referring to, um, in particular is called when you eat at the refrigerator, pull up a chair. It's it's a hilarious book, but the stuff that she says in this book will just, it really hits home for people who have dieted all their life and tried to lose weight and failed a thousand times. So anyway, she basically says when something is no longer working, be willing to course correct. So on a regular basis, 
she has a list of five questions that you should ask yourself about not just food and not just exercise, but asking yourself these questions about the company you keep, the foods you eat, the way you exercise, the work you do, and the ways you receive love and money. So we'll go through these questions. So one, does it lead you toward a fuller life or does it confine you? Does it bring you closer to your heart or take you farther away? Does it open or close you? Does it allow you uh, to trust yourself more or does it make you frightened of yourself? Does it enlarge your life or make your life smaller? So if these questions make you feel uneasy and you consistently answer on the side of fear, it's at least important to be aware of that because what, what I find is that it's really hard to make changes if you won't even acknowledge the fact that there is a problem. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know, if you don't acknowledge that there's a problem, then, you know, you're just going to keep the status quo, keep doing what you're doing. You're going to keep dieting and then binging, that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you definitely don't want to fall down that rabbit hole, especially. Right. So anything like paths, diets, jobs, certain types of exercise, these things, they're not meant to be followed forever. And there is no one best way. You just have to listen to, you know, what's your body and what's happening in your life. And, and you need to figure it out from there. Oh, I totally agree. I don't know. Do you have anything else to add to that, TJ? No. No. All right. So, hey, we actually probably had a, a fairly short podcast today. That's fine. <laughs> TJ's stoked. I'm stoked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening. Um, and I don't know if you, you're so good at the outro. So you, oh, you my do goodness. it. You do it. <laughs> this is the Initiative Project Podcast. If you have any questions, please email us or follow us on Instagram or on Facebook. And if you haven't submitted questions, because I know that you haven't, do it now. I know. We need questions. We need good questions. All right. See you next time, Bye. guys. Bye. Hey, everyone. This is TJ and Kelly with the Initiative Project Podcast. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, and subscribe. And if you have any questions you'd like us to cover, please email us at initiative.com podcast at gmail.com. See you next time.